Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to Podcast Fat Boy. You're back. I'm back in the studio. And, you know, we're doing the first of the two July recordings. One's going to happen later this week because I'm promising you that I'm going to get those two in, even if they're squished together like Siamese twins. But before we even get to all the goods, this episode 68 is brought to you by the 20 year anniversary of the Rob Schneider classic, The Animal. Marvin is a man who doesn't have what it takes to fulfill his lifelong dream to be a cop. But his luck changes when he's critically injured in a car accident and a deranged scientist secretly uses animal organs to rebuild him. Energized by his new parts, Marvin leaves his weakness behind and achieves instant fame as a super cop. Now a hero, life is going great for Marvin until his animal instincts start taking over his body at all the wrong times. Certainly reeks like something produced from a squatting position, Peter Traverse, Rolling Stone. But don't you worry, we got a reason for this. Who's a fat boy? Thank you to Adam Kennedy for doing that music so many years ago, and it's still going strong. It's still going friggin' strong. And here I am doing episode 68, and you're probably wondering, you're going, Matt, do you own Rob Schneider's movies? And I'm going to have to tell you right now, every once in a while, the anniversary of a movie is brought to you by a movie that that uh, that I don't own, that I, I, I will never own. I have no intention of purchasing especially now in this day and age when DVDs are, you know, like a, they're like a, a, an old book from the 1600s. Do you have the balls to buy something like that and put it in your bookcase? I don't know if I do anymore. But the last time I did this, we talked about Left Behind, okay? Don't own that movie. Obviously brought up a bigot. And this time I'm bringing up Rob Schneider. No, I own Home Alone too, but I wouldn't call that a Rob Schneider movie. Now, the reason I'm bringing up Rob Schneider in the opening turd here is he's one of these people out there in the entertainment industry. Now, there's two. Now, if you don't remember who Rob Schneider is... Rob Schneider was an animal. Then he was a woman. And now Rob Schneider is a stapler. And he's about to find out that being a stapler is harder than it looks. Rob Schneider is the stapler. Rated PG-13. Weak. (laughs) Oh, my God. You know, this is like the main thing that I always think of with Rob Schneider is is (laughs) South Park making fun of him. I can just see them all sitting around and going, man, this guy's shit. Like, he's that friend in the Sandler party that... You know, they just have to deal with. And then they just, you know, the movies he was coming out with, they just had to make fun of it. And they did it in the perfect way. Now, you probably don't remember. Wait, wasn't he actually the stapler in one of his movies? He very well could have been. (laughs) But no, that was a South Park. I think there was also one where he's a carrot. And then there was another one where he's just derpy, derpy, derp, 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 derp. (laughs) It's like that. 
it's just uh i could just imagine his reaction honored to be made fun of but you know knows that it's a bit harsh and honest about what people think of his shit career so rob schneider okay he's out here anti-vaxxing he's saying you know to uh it, it seems like it all comes down to he does not want to be told what to do by the government you know he's he's getting too ahead of himself. He's thinking that this is turning into a 1984 situation where they want to control us. And maybe, you know, he's thinking the chip. I don't know if he's thinking about the chip or not. Okay. I don't know if he's that far gone, but he's come out and people are attacking him. And I love it. It's like when Rob Schneider or Scott Baio say anything on the internet, they constantly get reminded about how shit they are at their job constantly it has nothing to do with vaccines or science it's always right back to the truth rob schneider you are pure garbage as an actor like eddie he, he really is i don't know how david spade and adam sandler and all these guys how they like they they can't see him on the same level right can't see him on the same level so anyways we've got that problem we've got people in the entertainment industry that you know, are propagating the fact that you should not get vaccinated, which does not help because people do not need much of a nudge, apparently. And, <laughs> you know, it's like, what's next? Okay, like most of most of the people that, that uh, they, they want to be in the elections in the states, the Republicans, they're all vaccinated. They're not stupid. They are not stupid, but they know what's part of their brand. So they got to act like they aren't vaccinated, which is pretty mental. And it's interesting to see Fox News now where like, they're starting, you know, they're starting to come out and be like, yeah, vaccinated. They're so fucking dumb. But, you know, even in Canada, we've got some anti-vaxxers here. Canadian icon Kathy Jones from this hour has 22 minutes. Now, this is one of the founding members who came over from Newfoundland to the big city of Halifax. The last one of the four who created the show that has haunted Channel 3 for 30 years uh, is also coming out. And I think even uh, thinking that the pandemic might be a hoax. You remember Kathy Jones. Joe Crow here, eh? Hey, some people call me a tree hugger, eh? Sure, I'm a tree hugger. I love trees. I'd have kids with trees if I could. And they wouldn't be a bunch of saps either, like some people who think that the natural world is obsolete. As obsolete as like a Commodore 64 or Donkey Kong, eh? I think the trouble these days is everybody's so into the virtual reality, eh? Pretty pictures on the flat screen. So much email, they're forgetting about a pretty amazing female. That's right. You guessed it. The old doll. Mother Earth. Oh, that's her now. What is it, Mom? I'm with some people here. Okay, I think I think we've heard enough of Kathy Jones. Now you know who she is. Uh, judging by her demo reel that I found on YouTube... Has a whopping 12.6 thousand views. You know, she uh, does a lot of almost blackface characters in her repertoire. Uh, seems to love painting a gap on people when she does a character just to make them look a bit stupid. But the the one that you heard there was her doing, um, you know, an impression of a indigenous person named, I guess, Joe Crow. Now, you know, close to Jim Crow, but that would have brought up a whole other thing. And I don't think this hour has 22 minutes has the balls to go there. So she stuck with Joe Crow, probably some meetings about that, getting approved for Joe Crow being the Indian character that she's walking around in. Uh, and, uh, you know, she 
Maybe she doesn't believe anything. She doesn't believe that that it exists, the, the virus that we've been locked inside for a year and a half with. She thinks it's all this great cabal, I would imagine, that all the governments finally agreed on something, and that something was to lock all their citizens in and get less income tax and, and you know, <laughs> make less money off their own people. That seems to be what all the countries are doing together. I don't know exactly what Kathy Jones is saying. Uh, I, I, you know, I've talked about, I have to be very careful. I have friends that, that write for this show and I don't want to, you know, upset them at all and make them feel like shit uh, because I'm not a fan of the show. And, you know, it's just, it's walking a fine line. But, you know, Kathy, Kathy Jones, you're a boomer. You, you know better than this. You know, you're, you're in your, entering your late sixties. Don't fool around with this stuff. You know, you're in the back nine of your life. Just like you're the last person that needs to be worried about taking these kinds of risks. Because I'll tell you one thing, the government does not want you to die because you are their income. You are their money maker. So they're not going to take some big chance where they're giving the population all these vaccine shots, knowing that, oh, maybe 25 million of them are going to die or have serious strains on the healthcare system. They're just not going to take that risk. They would rather you just do herd immunity. But the, the bad news is, is that it's, it would get so out of control that uh, the, everything would collapse be fucking mayhem. So all they're trying to do is get rid of this disease. That's all they're trying to do. Kathy Jones, I love baby boomers. I think they do great things for this planet. They are not the most hated generation in in all of uh, humanity since uh, back to the Neanderthals. I wonder if there was a boomer generation among the Neanderthals. But, you know, Kath, uh, she's apparently leaving the show finally, uh, you know, maybe 15 years later bit too late uh, apparently she's a real eccentric dame and you know what if those are your beliefs those are your beliefs this is free country you can believe whatever you want but just get vaccinated don't fucking don't, you know you can still play the character you can still play the character just fucking let go of some of the bullshit and protect yourself that's all we're trying to do here because i don't know if we're in a like the eye of a hurricane that is covid right now where everyone's like, oh, things are starting to go back to normal. And then in what happens when the fourth wave comes that they say is unavoidable in the fall? And then we maybe have to go back into lockdown again, which is just crazy to think of now that we're kind of out of it to go back into a lockdown. I don't know if I, I think it's going to create some problems. I think people are at the end of the rope. So here's here's what I plan to do. I'm bringing this up at the next uh, town council meeting here in Newmarket. Um, if you have outsmarted the scientists and the doctors and the research, you've done some internet sleuthing and you believe that there's this big conspiracy about the vaccine that really it's there to hurt you or there hasn't been enough, you know, done to kind of predict what might go wrong you think that it's like we're all going to be shaken or we're all going to pass out, then you are ahead of everything and you are not that afraid of COVID. You are not as afraid of the disease than you are of the vaccine. So what I want to do is if you are someone who doesn't want to get the vaccine, that's, that's fine. That is your choice. But you take two weeks and you come to our facility 
Okay. You'll be in a room with 50 other people. All, you all have beds. You all have curtains for privacy and whatnot. Uh, but you're all going to get COVID. Like, we're going to put a sick person with the Delta variant in the room with you. And you're going to get COVID. And you can't leave until you have a negative test, right? So here's the thing. We're only going to give a few ventilators. So, you know, hopefully there's a, a nurse that uh, doesn't believe in it that could be there. Or also, like, we'll have some touchscreens up where you can uh, watch how to intubate somebody if they need it, right? Because this is something that happens a lot with COVID and the unvaxxed. So then what you do is you do the two weeks. You might get sick. It will be everything there to help you just as much as we possibly can, but if you get through the two weeks with the Delta variant, come out with a negative test, I guess that's like you'll have a better chance of, of having antibodies to protect you, at least from the most deadly strain that there is right now. So just get it. If you don't want to get the vac, get, take a chance with the disease, you know, like let's just get this over with because we're going to be doing this for a long time. A long time if we don't get a handle on uniting to fight this fucking thing. So, you know, Rob Schneider, Kathy Jones, God bless you. Uh, I don't know. Varying degrees of success in your careers. Hey, much more successful than probably I'll ever be in that industry as I'm coming to the end possibly of it in one way or the other. I just hope that you guys, you know, Start to see the light. Hopefully, if you do get sick, it just, you know, isn't too bad. Okay? I don't want anyone getting it too friggin' bad. So, uh, yeah, make sure to uh, keep tweeting at them and telling them how fucking stupid their careers are. But what's not stupid is some birthdays. Big fucking day. Big fucking day for birthdays today, okay? We got Kate Beckinsale, you know, from the Underworld movies. Did all the Underworld movies. She's 48. Mr. Action, Jason Statham. He is 54. 50 fucking four, that guy. How much longer is he going to be running around trying to deactivate a bomb in his chest or whatever? Jesus. Do, do, a, do a rom-com. And when I speak of rom-coms, I'm talking about Sandra Bullock, who's 57. Believe that? Little speed? Little uh, fucking demolition, man? Man, she's been acting a long time. 57 years old, looks great, but not as great as Helen Mirren, who's 76. Man, probably the most, you know, aged well human in the last couple hundred years, I'm going to say at least. I'm going to say in the humanity of man. Stanley Kubrick, he's long dead, but he's, you know, would have been like 93 today. So Stanley, I haven't watched Eyes Wide Shut yet, but I plan on it. Nana Visitor, if you're a big D-Space Nine fan, she's 64. When I'm 64. Who else we got here? I saw a couple more that I thought raised some eyebrows. Uh, you know, Jason Robards died 21 years ago. Would have been 99 today. It's amazing that he made it. Wow, did he make it to like almost 80? That guy made it to almost 80. Mick Jagger, the lips that won't stop quivering, is 78. Oh, my God. He's still going, still touring. Those guys, how are they all still alive? Keith Richards is going to probably outlast the whole bunch of them. 
Tom McGowan, 62. Uh, you might remember him as Kenny from Frasier. 62 years old, apparently born in the same hospital on the same day within an hour of Kevin Spacey in New Jersey. See, isn't that crazy? They're, you know, when you see all the babes uh, behind the glass and Tom McGowan's there and so is Kevin Spacey. One becomes a monster and one becomes a lovable chubby guy that, you know, always plays someone who's going in for surgery on his heart. <laughs> it's like, I remember him doing that in that, what was it? I don't know. Was it a Nicolas Cage movie about the angel? It's like 20 years ago. So it was like 40 42-year-old guy was going in for heart surgery? Oh, my God. Oh, God. I would totally be that fucking guy to have a heart attack in his early 40s. Jeez Christ. You know, uh, this is, you know, pretty much it, guys. So happy birthday to everybody else on July 26th. Special, special shout-out to my old dog, Chester. I forgot that he actually was born on July 26th, I think 1991. So he'd be 30 years old. <laughs> Imagine he was still alive. Oh, he was pretty sick when he was 11. Died 20 years ago. You know, uh, but that's the way it goes in life, guys. You have birthdays, you have a wink, and then you have a dink. Fitness update. So, you know, the fitness update, it's been a bit bit of a struggle in the last while. I would say I've been having back pain over the last month uh, since like the beginning of June. It's been touch and go. It's good one day, bad the next. So I did like this beginner Pilates workout that I found and I thought it, I think it's better if you do it when your back isn't sore. And then it will help strengthen your core and your lower back. Like it, it, I feel like the stretches and the light workouts and stuff is pretty good for the lower back. But don't do it when you're hurt because it just makes it worse. Like I, I did it twice with, you know, spaced out within days and it just started to hurt. Well, big news, I guess, on the fitness update. You know I'm always on the exercise bike. I passed the 1,000-kilometer threshold on the odometer. I'm very happy about that. You know, uh, Also, just from uh, the perspective of me wanting to know if the thing worked properly, it's not supposed to reset until it gets to 10,000. So yeah, who knows if the batteries will make it there. I'm kind of amazed that the batteries haven't died yet. Uh, my last one was like, I'd leave them in for two days. They'd be juiced. It'd be absolutely friggin' juiced. And, uh, you know, uh, th this is a little, I'm uh, having a bit of an ADD segue here, so I'll try to veer it back. But did you know that batteries, when, you know, you have some device that dies and then you're like, shit, I got to change four batteries or whatever, it's usually only like one battery that's dead and all the rest are full. And I have proof because I have a battery tester. So now whenever something dies, I test all the batteries and one will be empty and the two others will be full. Absolutely fucking full voltage. What fucking horseshit is that? Like think of how many batteries you've thrown out over the years that were perfectly fine. And maybe this isn't for all things. Maybe some stuff you use juices them all evenly, but it seems like it always drains one and then once the one is gone, then it's it's fucked. So get yourself a battery tester. They're super cheap, super cheap. And you can test your batteries now when shit fucking, you know, breaks down or power turns off. That's a little tip from your Uncle Matt. 
Podcast Fat Boy. We do not promote this podcast. Do not tell people about it. It's just for you to find. This is my last will and testament. This is a pro fast food fitness podcast. And we will take that to the grave. We will take that to the damn grave. Get ready. Health news coming up. Health news. News is health related. Okay, so we've got a couple of health news I'd like to talk about. Really just, I'll, you know, go through them quick. The one thing is now, you know, uh, I've had both vaccines. Uh, I'm fully vaxxed. It's been a couple weeks now of being like fully, you know, uh, since past the two-week mark or whatever. So it's almost been a month. It's almost been a month. Two days to a month, I think it's been a month. I don't know. Anyway, I'm one of the mixers. I got Pfizer, and then I got fucking Moderna. Some countries don't recognize it as fully vaccinated because they don't have the data yet to show that it's totally fine. You know, there were some, it's what our government's telling us to do. So what am I supposed to do? It's available. They said, take it. So I took it. And from different studies done by immunologists, immunologists, whatever the fuck they're called, it seemed like it could be even better if you have two different mRNAs because it's just showing two different ways to attack that spike protein. So now it's like I'm a bit annoyed. It's like now they're talking about doing more doses. Like people want to, people are fucking dosing up out there. They're doing back alley double dosing and they're getting like just pumped full of this shit. And like, you know what? I understand there's a lot of questions about this, but let's just stay with what they're saying. Let's not let's not challenge it. They're saying two shots, chill out, we'll reassess down the line and then we'll go from there. Uh, you know, like I let's let's not get crazy here. It just, you know, I think that when the data does come out, it'll show that oh wow, actually, yeah, it does look like mixing the Pfizer and the Moderna is actually really good. So I don't know. What's the other option? Now I have to get a third shot and it doesn't matter which one. Do I have to get Pfizer to sandwich the other two vaccines in? <laughs> well, how does it work? You know, so explain it to a layman. Anyway, let's move on to what this podcast is really about. And that is that this is a pro fast food podcast. We know that it's bad for you. We know that it's probably one of the most undigestible foods created in the history of man, which seems to be the theme of this show, the history of man. Um, but speaking of fast food, when something comes along, especially when it involves the Big Mac, because, you know, this is a pro Big Mac podcast, probably the top one that we respect the most. You know, it's like, it's like a, it's like a Pharaoh buried in a tomb. They just never changed. They look, when you open up those caskets, when you open them up, they look fucking like the day they fucking died. That's what I think. Anyway, <laughs> I'm just compl complimenting their disgusting bodies. Um, I got a lot of compliments, but the Grand Mac, the Big Mac giant that came out for a limited time in Canada, fair enough, I believe that today, the day that I'm recording, is the last day that you can get the Grand Mac in uh, Canada. I don't know if it's still available in the States. Apparently, I read some comments on something. I'll just, you know, to compare 
the Grand Mac with the Big Mac. Uh, you know, Americans want this to be the Big Mac and then call the old Big Mac Big Mac Jr. That is the chubbiest nation in the world. You have to respect it. You have to respect it. Wait a second. They'll never stop. How big is how big should a Big Mac be to an American? It's just, you know, it would be never enough. It'd be like a fucking two-pounder steak, you know, like double double layered steak from outdoor. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. It's going to be grotesque. I think that's what I'm trying to say, okay? You know what? I don't like doing customizations. I don't like adding bacon. I don't like adding more, uh, you know, sauce or pickles. Like, it's like, I like it to be perfect, but I tried the Grand Mac for the podcast and I had a Grand Max seizure. I swear to God, the next day I was hungover. I had the worst headache. I, after I ate it, it was too much. Like I don't like that much burger. You know, I like the thinness of the burgers. I don't need it to be this big floppy thing. Uh, and then, you know, feel just like I chewed and swallowed a soccer ball. So it was like, overall it was fine. I think it's too much for me. I like that the original Big Mac is a little bit smaller. And, you know, not as... It just seems like this meal's bad for you, no matter what. But do I need it to be more bad? Like, do I need a hundred more grams of shit in my body? As well as, like... Let's see some of the, the differences here. You know, there's 90 grams of meat in the two p bigger Big Mac patties. So it's 10 grams less than the double Big Mac, but it's like, you know, a third more than the original Big Mac. Okay, do we really, like, who fucking needs that much more? Um, yeah, it just seems like the Grand Mac's gonna get you, like, just for the sandwich, around 800 calories. Something else I liked about the Big Mac. It's like, I can kind of deal with the Big Mac being 530 calories or whatever, you know? Um, and, you know, if you don't have the meal, which is hard to turn down, I very rarely finish the pop now. I think I probably drink about a quarter of the pop. Seems to be a thing I do now. Uh, so that's saving you lots of shit there. And then, you know, obviously the fries are, that's where you get the rest of your sodium. But overall, I will just say that this is going off the market again uh, into the Hall of Fame with the Arch Deluxe. If you remember that, every single person who ate an Arch Deluxe vomited after. And that is true. I still remember the tang of that weird ranchy sauce on the burger with the tomato. Uh, McDonald's can't really handle tomatoes. Just don't let, don't, don't hold them to it. Don't be upset if you get a tomato and it's a little stinky winky. Um, let's move on. Let's move on to some other shunt. Other shit. Okay, so we are here talking about a couple other things. It's been a while since I've like talked about a weird, a weird diet. Uh, some kind of, you know, if it's a mechanism, if it's you know, just a crazy diet plan. Every once in a while, I like to bring up one, and the one I'd like to bring up right now is the magnetic jaw lock. Okay, so there's this new invention uh it's called starvation technology i guess this is like its own brand now and what it does is 
I guess it chooses a couple of teeth and puts a magnet on the bottom and a magnet on the top tooth. And then it like closes down and apparently, I don't know if you can adjust how intense it is, but you can only get your mouth open two millimeters, two millimeters so that you can have a liquid diet. Cause it's like, you can't, we can't trust you with eating food. So the only thing you put in is liquid and liquid fills up fast. So it gets really uncomfortable. So that's apparently what's come out now. I think it's from, uh, where is it from? It feels like a British thing, doesn't it? Doesn't it feel like a British thing? It's called the Dental Slim Diet Control, a new interoral locking device reminiscent of an archaic torture mechanism. Yeah, it seems like something, it doesn't even, you know, it looks like, you know, when you had like a grandpa or an uncle or something, or just some old man that you knew, and he just had like the weirdest metal teeth. He had like a couple that were just, it, uh, they looked so weird. They did not look, it always, I always felt like it was painful or something. And this is what this looks like. It looks like that uncle has those weird silver teeth and Little did you know, he's got a tight jaw all the time because he's just trying to lose a little bit of weight here. He's on a liquid dye. He's on a lady liquid dye, you know what I mean? <laughs> so this thing is available. I don't know if they've come out with a price yet for these two magnet teeth magnets, but it's apparently across the board uh, very unethical. And <laughs> people, you know, are constantly, <coughs> I mean... I mean, liquid diets are like the worst. You're going to lose weight on a liquid diet, but you're going to gain it back so fast. And you're, you're not getting enough fiber. You know, you're not, you're going to lose muscle mass. You're, you're going to starve yourself. You know, like Tom Hanks, when he did Castaway, he at least was eating a lot of protein. He was sick of those damn crab legs, but he, he ate a bunch of protein. He got his cholesterol too, uh, which would be coconut water and crab was pretty much, I guess, all he ate. And then I think he caught some fish too, but he was eating lots of protein there. So, you know, and look at his body. He was tanned. He was thinned down from his FedEx days. And that's the, you know, there's different ways to do it. So I guess he was doing a bit of an Atkins diet and it really worked for him. And, uh, you know, it really works for Jordan Peterson. So, you know, follow that asshole if you'd like to know more about that diet. So um, I'll post this uh, to the to the description. Of course, you know, click on the links you see there. A lot of them are just some fun jokes, you know, fun pictures and stuff. It's a part of the experience while you're listening to me ramble on, ramble on. You know what I mean? But you know, here I am. Uh, it's the, the end of July. We've got one more month of summer, and then what? Then it's fall again. We got to start thinking about Christmas and whatnot. You know, it never friggin' ends. It never friggin' ends. So yeah, you know, just speaking of fiber, you know, it. You know, I, I read an article from uh, MSNBC. It is like the most important thing to live in a healthy. This is the new thing. Uh, the most important thing to living a happy and uh, long life is to get lots of fiber. You know, the, the fiber craze is back, folks. So if there's some foods, if you're not like me and you just like uh, slurping psyllium <laughs> to get your to get your fiber, you know, I also eat vegetables. Don't judge me, but some things that I you know I didn't really know think of these as big 
fibrous foods, uh, but they could help get more fiber into your diet. And the, the number one list is avocados, okay? 10 grams of fiber per cup sliced. Raspberries, eight grams per cup. You know, I guess it's all those seeds. Must be all those seeds and like the weird skin texture or something, you know? Lots of vitamins and minerals in those as well. Um, you know, and apparently if eating, you know, you have some fresh fruit every day, you could decrease your odds of developing diabetes by 12%. So come on, it doesn't hurt. Three, where are my vegans at? Lentils, where are my poor fucking actors at? Where's Lady Fabergé and her husband? They're fucking eating dehydrated lentils and shit. That's their rehydrated lentils. <laughs> they were, you know, they were fucking artistes. Look them up, the Fabergés. They ate fucking lentils. 21 grams of fiber per cup for the lentils. Uh, and you know, the, you got oats. Oats are real good. Yeah. Yeah. You can have a little, uh, uh, Quaker oats if you want, you know, try to keep the sugar off them. Okay. You can substitute in your muffins or your pancakes and you can even make your meals like, uh, like a meatball, a little more savory when you use oats as the breadcrumbs, just giving you some ideas. Uh, and you know, I don't want to eat these at all, but apparently chia seeds just packed, packed full of good stuff. Mega-3 fatty acids, you know, stuff that's going to improve that brain and that heart, you know. I feel like it's always getting stuck in my gums and my teeth and shit, but, you know, you got to get your fiber one way or another. If it's chia seeds, I don't judge you. Folks, I don't judge you. You know that that's not what this podcast is about. It's about loving yourself or or kicking the shit out of yourself too, because we you know it's okay to do that every once in a while. It's healthy, you know. It's like uh, bloodletting or whatever, letting a little bit out so the fresh can seep in. But you know, we got this in episode sixty-eight. New episode coming up this week, so stay tuned. <laughs> Okay, guys, make sure to check out Rob Schneider's new movie, The Stapler. He's the fucking stapler, man. It's hard to be a fucking stapler, bro.